0: Welcome listeners, I'm Justin Makarevich, Associate Director of Employer Relations at the Graduate Career Management Center of the Zicklin School of Business at Baruch College. Thanks for tuning into this episode. So we're here with um, student Mohamed Suhail uh, to talk about interviewing and private equity and finance in general. Suhail, thanks so much for making the time. Uh, Thought Before we kick it off, if you um, could just sort of share with listeners um, about yourself, what you're studying, what is your professional background as well, and anything else you think we should know about you?
1: Perfect. All right. Um, So as I said, my name is Suhail. Um, I'm currently doing the Master's in Finance graduate program at Baruch College. Um, Previously, uh, for undergrad, I had attended Indiana University and I primarily studied economics and sociology there oh wow um, so post graduating from undergrad I had a small stint at a startup but I always had an affinity for not only finance but more of just learning a lot of things and I wanted to find an area where I just I was almost required to learn a lot of stuff in a very short amount of time right and right. I kind of found investment management is one of that areas right, where you are given a client or say in investment banking, you're given a client and you have to learn the business in a matter of a week or so. And it can range from anywhere from it can be a software company to all the way to renewable energy or, you know, completely something else. So, you know, it can be like overnight you need to become a nuclear physicist in a way. right? Yeah. Um, so... With During that small student at the undergrad, I was still looking for opportunities in finance, and I ended up finding one here in New York, so I shifted here for to a private equity here um joined here as an analyst for about a year and I kind of felt that you know I should also maybe try to get more of a financial academic background um so then after about a year um and I'm an international student. So once my kind of OPD got over, uh, mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not get the H1B lottery. So it was like a natural transition, right, to do a graduate program and to really hone in on something that I was learning. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. So that's how I started the graduate program at Zicklin, And I've been there for the past two years. During that period, at least towards the last year, um, I joined back at a private equity firm that I had jo- joined earlier, mm-hmm. um, and so the private equity arm also kind of expanded into they also open an investment banking side. So that was kind of an exciting time to join back, where you know the, I could manage investments and help in that, and also you know, work with some clients that are you know, in various fields. Right. Um, and in yeah. that,
0: in that initial uh, interview process for the, for the, for the role before starting your graduate program, how many interviews did you go and how long did it, how many applications did you
1: make? Um, I was probably, I was, you know, I, I say finding a job in itself was almost a full-time job. Yeah. So uh, I, i probably send out over five, 600 applications. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, even, you know, even if I found safe funds or companies that were doing anything I was interested in, even if I didn't see a career page or, you know, they were not looking for someone, I would just, you know, try to find someone in their um, company or some email and just shoot them an email saying, if you, you know, would consider or would you be interested in taking someone on? I, I mean, I was saying, even as an intern, though I had finished undergrad, I was like, even as an intern, I just need, I just want to learn. Yeah. And, um, And that's how I ended, actually ended up getting one of the managing directors who didn't, he didn't have a position, but he referred me to someone else. And he, that person ended up being my boss here. Wow. So <laughs> that's how I kind of ended up, uh, got this opportunity in many ways. That's and, excellent. Yeah. So. My plan was just cast a wide net and, you know, it's like throw mud to the wall and see what sticks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of my
0: plan. That's amazing. How did you prepare for those interviews and and what sort of things did you need to know when you were preparing?
1: So what I did was at the time I tried to get in touch with, um, so I went to the LinkedIn, went to the alumni tab, tried to find whoever was in private equity, tried to connect with anyone who was willing to have a five minute conversation and I probably spoke to around 30, 40 people. Um, there was two who was willing to do a mock interview. Mm. Um, that was a very critical, uh, aspect. I think the kind of like the best advice I got in and preparing on. So was, um, uh, prepare well, but, um, don't try to bullshit your way out of it like say right. what you know and hmm. if you don't know something just say you don't know and say that you know you just want to learn i mean i i figured out like at this point in my career i wouldn't know most of the stuff so it, it's a good excuse to just say i don't know but i would learn and i'm a quick learner it, uh, that was my my go-to thesis in a right way um just whatever you know know well, and what you don't know, you're willing to learn.
0: That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, so, Hale, would would you share maybe a couple of of interview questions that either you've got you've received in your process, and or or maybe even if you're in the interview, if you are on the interview sort of side, interviewing people where you are now, like what are some what are maybe a couple of questions that that popped up that were frequent uh, frequently.
1: Oh. Um, so one of the most common questions I've seen is um, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Hmm. Um, it's it generally just a thing there, you know, asking how open you are and how how much you understand yourself to an extent, right? Because there is no real prerequisite for investment management. You You don't need to be in finance. You can be, sociology psychology anything right but it's 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 just that you should know what where your strengths are say you're not numerically you know you're not a mathematician or very good at math but you know that and you essentially tell yourself that you're going to work harder at something you're weak at right mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what they're looking for uh, and it's. It also shows consciousness, consciousnessness, to an extent that you're willing to kind of do the work that's needed, mm-hmm. and, Um And that's kind of what they're trying to, you know, understand and just try to understand the person's character. And, um,
0: it sounds also like a little bit of self-awareness, bringing out is. some of that, right?
1: It mm. is. It, it's very much uh, like self-awareness is a big aspect because. Um, we are constantly asked our opinions, right? And if if you don't have a true opinion of yourself, how can we believe your opinions on other things? It it's kind of goes in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, so and one of the other questions I get is um uh, what's a good what's a good company that you think we should invest in or, you know, you would recommend someone to invest in and it doesn't need to be something that's apt for that fun, but they're just trying to look at how do you look at companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you look at businesses? So we typically we just want someone to tell any company and tell us what are their reasoning, how well they have thought about the various risks and opportunities in that company. Um, Cause say the reason is say, Modeling is a big aspect and valuing companies. Yeah. So yeah. understanding different parts about a company uh, is very fundamental when we are taking assumptions and different choosing different variables when valuing that company. Like right. Just trying to see how a person would look at a company and their general awareness of the market, right? uh, even though you're not in finances, if you're applying for finance roles, it's very necessary to read the Wall Street Journal and just have a feel of like the pulse of the economy. It, uh, so that's, that's a very critical aspect. And hey, then, does that
0: also include also just what's happening around the world that could affect economies yes. and a market and, and trickle down to a company?
1: Yes, um, so... You know, recently when we were interviewing one of the common customers, how do you think the Ukraine um, incident is affecting companies or, you know, affecting the way you're looking at companies, right? Or it can be right now, inflation is the most common headline we see every day. So how do you think inflation is going to affect um, this company that you think is so good? Yeah. Um, and just seeing how you think through that process. Even if you Don't know uh, the thing is, first be blunt that you don't know, and then just give what you feel your instincts are that would happen, yeah. Yeah, because there's no real true answer, just we're just trying to understand how you're thinking through something and just breaking down a problem, yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah, do any technical questions ever come up?
1: Yeah, so the most typical technical question I've seen is, um. They ask you to just walk walk us through like a three-statement model. Um, like if, and it's usually for someone who's claimed that they know some amount of finance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and they ask, like, you know, just walk us through a three-statement model. It, um, it's like, this it, is an income statement, what are the common parts of the income statement? Like, it goes from revenue, cost of goods sold, uh, the list down, and same with balance sheet and cash flow um and in a way sometimes a trick question that they end up asking is um usually a lot of the investment management or people who are valuing um and they tend to use ebitda as um or ebitda as one of the most common metric to um check on companies or to value companies and <laughs> it it's a very theoretical question that most um finance people should know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, so, like, why do we use that as the main metric to value a company? Uh, and the answer is typically the value of a company comes from its cash flow and EBITDA is a, just a good metric uh, that's very similar to cash flow without accounting for other things like debt or some other levels that you wouldn't necessarily move around or you have more control over your take if you're buying in that company. So the thing is the crux of the net figure is EBITDA is very similar to cash flow without overcomplicating things.
0: Right. And so So be ready for that.
1: Definitely. uh, I have pretty much heard it at eight out of 10 of the interviews (laughs) I've gone to. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so be yeah. ready for that. and Know what it is. Yep. I mean, so you know, I mean, you've gone through. I mean, even not only the applications, but also it sounds like networking to get in and and the interview process. Any tips for students? I mean, you sit in class with students and 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 have friends at Zicklin, but mm-hmm. you know, just for students who are looking to pursue something like what you're doing and what you've done. Um, any any tips and thoughts?
1: Um. I would really say uh, people really underestimate how much um, people are willing, especially alumni are willing to help um, students. Mm-hmm. Um, So really use them because um, from my experience, 70% of the job openings in this industry are not posted anywhere. It, it's, right. um, you know, it's through networks. It's, People to people, that's how, like, even the way I got, right? The comp- the person who I emailed did not have a position, but he referred me to someone else. Right? Yeah. Um, and so use the alumni network that's there in schools. Um, people are, you'll, you'll, you'll be shocked on how much people are willing to help and just have, like, a 10-15-minute conversation. Yeah. How far that can take you, it, it, it will it's it's much more beneficial than applying to hundreds of jobs like I started with. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that's in, really use the alumni network. And even if you're not, even if they're not in the alumni network, or you find right. a company that you're interested in, just shoot them a message. I mean, you have nothing to lose. Completely. Right. There's every, you just have things to gain and nothing to lose at that point.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm also taking away too the three questions that you just sort of, you know, talked about, you know, I think going through some of those questions in your mind and yeah. thinking, what are my strengths and weaknesses? Okay. If I should expect also a company or some interview to ask, well, what company would you invest in today and why going through that thought process and, and, and starting yeah. to think about those things
1: yeah yeah and really like be curious be, like, curious. be curious yeah right? like um you know question things and really like read the news like make it a habit to read the wall street journal or listen to some podcasts and mm-hmm. um because those even though it, it might not come as a question it's a necessary part of building a conversation um, absolutely right even if you're networking say it's someone who invests in a certain specific area and you might have read an article it's a good excuse to shoot them an email <laughs> absolutely um, it, um even doing projects i mean one of the best connections i did was i did a project for one of my classes at baruch it was building out valuing um dodash mm. right? um And I took that project and most companies like research analysts, um, Bank of America, they release their their research reports on these companies and you'll find the email of the analyst who wrote it, shoot them an email. This is what (laughs) outlook is. What do you think? How is yours different?
0: Oh my God, I love it.
1: That's a great way to get in touch with someone who you would have never had an opportunity with. Totally. Did you get a response by any chance? I I did. Oh, look I, at that. <laughs> I, I I I sent an email to four analysts who were looking at Dodash. Uh-huh. and a, one of the analysts replied from Bank of America, and he helped me point out what how my assumptions might be wrong, and it was an immense learning experience on just how, you know, these banks look at public companies. Yeah. It, yep and so just be curious and take that first step right just 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 take the leap because you don't have anything to lose
0: so yeah, i i appreciate so much your willingness to um to reach out to people and go different ways to 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 do something that you want to do um there's a lot of um a lot of important information you shared in this in this podcast and i do want to underscore for listeners there is the podcast ep- uh, episode, of the GCMC podcast about curiosity and how to be curious and what to do it could be something also to listen to. Um, because Suhail, you've brought it up already three or four times. Um, and it sounds like you're already uh, a very curious person. So Suhail, thank you so much for making the time for being open and so, um, and so so generous with your uh with your information and your experience we really really appreciate it um f- and 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 really appreciate you being on this episode
1: yeah thank you so much thank you so much for having all right
0: me. all right Sahil. take care okay. talk to you then thanks listeners for tuning into the gcmc podcast where we look to get off the record thoughts and perspectives from individuals who have been hiring managers and in hiring positions in their careers The GCMC is here for Zicklin MBA and MS students and alumni for their careers wherever they are, so be sure to stay in touch with us.